Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. All right, so uh, granted, I've spent a bit of time beating up on Joe Biden today. Um, I mean, you know, for obvious reasons, deservedly so. But allow me to continue. Joe Biden says that he wants to crack down on privilege in education, right? So shortly after the Supreme Court ruling on the affirmative action case, right, that you, you, you can't use race as a factor uh, in uh, admitting kids, President Joe Biden said his administration would direct the Department of Education to scrutinize how practices like legacy admissions expand privilege instead of opportunity, The department could start by examining how politically connected families get their children into Ivy League schools. You know, like the Bidens. (laughs) Yeah. Look, you could make an argument pro and con legacy admissions. Me personally, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It, It doesn't matter to me. I, I understand the arguments for it, that you create a culture, and it's cool that you've got multi-generational you know, uh, generational connections of you know, alum that are, you know, your parents went and they, their parents, and so you have this whole community, this whole family kind of uh, experience. I get that. But I also understand that like, they're getting a, a leg up, and they may be an idiot. And so now you're admitting people into the college just because mom or dad went there, and they're actually not qualified to be at the school. And so they drag your your stuff down. <clears throat> so I get the argument pro and con. Schools should be free to do whatever they want in that case. I don't care. It doesn't matter, right? doesn't matter to me. You run your school how you prefer to run your school. But you guys want to look into the um, – you want to look into it at a, at a school level? Fine. I am a bit uh, wary of the, Gov, uh, the GovCo folks coming in and saying, hey, 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 stop doing that. I'm wary of that because if a school wants to do it, I think they should be free to do it. But I'm not a big supporter of the program either. I'm about as on the fence about this topic as I think I can be. But this is a little bit of a different thing. This is not really legacy admissions. No, no, this is this is pay to play or maybe pay to stay, I guess where you pay the school and then you get to send your kids there. In 2018, Hunter Biden tapped his father and a number of Biden family connections to help get his daughter into the University of Pennsylvania. Text messages and emails from Hunter Biden's laptop reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon, which is a national treasure, show how Joe and Hunter Biden worked behind the scenes to get a subpar family member into one of the most selective schools in the country. Maisie Biden's college admissions process could raise a number of uncomfortable questions for the president. 
the saga highlights exactly the kind of legacy admissions Biden has slammed. The story also highlights the Biden family's occasionally shady dealings with the University of Pennsylvania, just as congressional Republicans are probing alleged ethical misconduct by both Joe and Hunter Biden. In a story at the Washington Free Beacon by Joseph Simonson, Maisie Biden was never much of a student, but she had her uh, her sights set on the University of Pennsylvania. You know what their acceptance rate is at Penn State? 5.9%. That makes it one of the most exclusive schools in the country. That was a surprise to me. I was not aware of that. Is it because there's like no other like college to go to in Pennsylvania? Is that I kid Pennsylvania? Um, <laughs> obviously there are. Uh, right. Well, you got like Philadelphia Community College. You... Anyway, Maisie texted Dad Hunter on October 31st. "Quote: I applied early decision to Penn today." Two days later, she asks her father for an update on her application. Why Why would you be asking for an update from your dad? In the coming months, Hunter and Joe Biden would mount a full court press on university administrators to get Maisie's application over the finish line. The Bidens took their case directly to the top. The president of the University of Pennsylvania, Amy Gutman, or Gutman, probably. On December 13th, 2018, the big guy, Joe, texted Hunter that he was, quote, going to try to see President Gutman tomorrow. And two days later, Joe Biden told Hunter that he had a great talk with Gutman. Spelled differently each time. Anyway, Maisie, still in the game for regular acceptance, but must do well in class this period, it's real. We should talk about tutors, etc., starting tomorrow. Oh, well, that's what this. See, it's just they cared so much about family. I mean, not that granddaughter that they ignore and deny that she's a part of the family, but like this one, this granddaughter, she's part of the family. And so we just hired her a bunch of good tutors. I told her, you got to get your grades up, senior year. Oh, and uh, tell them you want to play lacrosse while you're at Penn State. They like that. In March 2019, Joe told Hunter that he asked the university's dean of admissions about Maisie's application. Think about this. This is Joe Biden, the former vice president, talking to the university's dean of admissions about his granddaughter's application. This is a guy, I guess at this point, March 2019, I guess we knew he was running for president, right? Probably. In the same conversation with Hunter, Joe Biden also says that Gutman would call him directly to let him know whether Maisie was accepted. Oh, look at that. So now you now you got this connection where the university's dean of admissions, where they're informing the president. So that, not Joe Biden, but Gutman, which is an additional pressure point, right? So not only do you have the former vice president and the potential future president at this point, but you have your boss. The university president, that's like, hey, whenever you get done with uh, Maisie Biden's application, you let me know so I can deliver the news to Joe. Well, what do you think that news is going to be, good or bad? (laughs) Right? 
Why would she be asking to be the middleman on that if it's no? See, these are the obvious questions. I think they're pretty obvious. These are the things I ask myself when I read these types of stories. I'm like, hmm, why would you ask to be the middleman if you don't know the way it's going to shake out? The influence campaign, you may want to sit down for this. It worked. I know. Who could have seen it coming, right? Wow. Just by the skin of her teeth. Maisie Biden matriculated at the University of Pennsylvania in the fall of 2019. President Joe Biden was present in the stands four years later when she graduated with a Bachelor of Arts degree. Biden's infatuation with the Ivy League goes back decades. Quote, there's a river of power that flows through this country. You know who said that? Joe Biden. That according to a book by journalist Richard Ben Kramer, who said also, who quoted Biden as saying also, some people, a few, get to swim in the river all the time. And that river flows from the Ivy League. University of Pennsylvania, at the same time, or uh, sorry, launched the Penn, Cent- uh, the Penn Biden Center in 2017. But then it operated through April of 2019. Joe Biden was on their payroll for two years through April of 2019. Taking in more than $900,000. He taught no regular classes. He attended about a dozen ticketed events on campus. And that's it. Oh, and they also raked in a whole bunch of foreign, foreign money. Mm, That sweet, sweet international cash from China. Oh, and before I forget, have you got your ticket to the Heritage Life Skills event yet? I'll be there. The annual event is put on by Carolina Readiness Supply, and you can learn all sorts of ways to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, Herbal Remedies, Home Defense, Fermenting Vegetables. I'll be there Saturday evening. Check out the schedule at carolinareadiness.com. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness can help you. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? So, okay. UPenn is not Penn State. Thank you for the calls. (laughs) This is how little, I'm originally from New York, this is how little New Yorkers really care about anything that has to do with Pennsylvania. I literally did not even know that UPenn and Penn State are different schools. <laughs> uh, although, look, and I know why, and I know why, is because UPenn is the Ivy League school, and it's in Philadelphia. It's an urban campus, and... I've never been to Philadelphia because why would you go to Phil? Actually, that's not true. I went on a school trip. But we just looked at the, the bell. We went to Constitution Hall, right? That, that was it. I mean, maybe we saw UPenn. I don't know. I, it was probably like junior high level or something. We did not go to Penn State. We did not go to Penn State, which has a much higher acceptance rate of 56%. Now, that makes more. And it's a bigger school. It's got like 41,000 students. So, um. Yeah, so there you go. So, no, I, yeah, I, I was confused. Not confused. I was ignorant. I did not know that there were two different. So, look at Pennsylvania. They got two colleges. Good for them. Good for them. 
Uh, Maisie, David says, Maisie, Maisie went to UPenn, not Penn State. You mistakenly said Penn State a couple times when you meant UPenn. Just helping. David. Thank you, David. Uh, Stan says, Pete, in terms of legacy, these are, by the way, uh, emails to Pete at the Pete Callender Show dot com. Uh, the, the mail sack here in terms of uh, legacy admissions to colleges and universities, which is actually just pay to play. The funniest thing uh, I've heard of lately is Joe Biden coming out against anybody paying for access. Right. He's probably going to find a way to get them to pay the big guy 10 percent just so the policies can continue. Uh, let me go over here to Bob. Uh, hello, Bob. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Uh, did you know that Biden nominated President Gutmann? For to be ambassador to Germany, and she was approved. Indeed, in July of 2021, President Joe Biden nominated Amy Gutman to serve as his ambassador. Senate confirmed her with a 54 to 42 vote. It sounds like payback to me. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, like you get yourself a nice ambassadorship after you're done being president of an Ivy League school that admitted his uh, his granddaughter. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, I think it's fitting. Well, I don't know. Is there any evidence that the Bidens would participate in a pay-to-play operation? Come on, no. man. <laughs> right. Appreciate the call, Bob. Yeah, good catch. That's uh, good intel. Yes, it's true. Gutman kind of seems like she got rewarded, right? Got got a, a nice uh, ambassadorship to a European country so she can hang out. And, and, and here's the thing. Once you're an ambassador, they call you ambassador forever. It's one of those things, like your 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 last highest held office or something, or your last held office. They call you that. The Penn Biden Center was created in 2017. It proved to be a lucrative endeavor for both the university and Joe Biden. U Penn raked in over one billion dollars in foreign funding after launching the quote think tank, and the university paid Joe Biden more than nine hundred thousand. Over the course of two years, even though he taught no regular classes and attended just about a dozen ticketed events on the campus over the course of two years. Hunter Biden was so confident in his connection to Gutman that he thought he could reinvent himself as a professor at the school. It, it was Professor Hunter in the library with the bag of Coke. It was! All these conspiracy theories, they just keep coming true. No, he says, quote, I went to ask dad for the money to go to rehab and to tell him I want to get sober and teach at Penn. That's what he told his sister-in-law and then lover, Hallie Biden. In December of uh, 2018. That was the plan. Get clean and go be a professor. I don't know why you're an international energy expert. What What do you want to be a professor for? All right. Let me jump over here and get Terry on. Hello, Terry. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pete. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. Good to hear from you. Even sometimes when I'm like a fool of myself. Well, I do that regularly. No one seems to mind. <laughs> uh, well, my comment was um, <clears throat> Maisie was admitted to uh, uh, Pennsylvania University or Penn State. That That does not bother me. I just wish Hunter and Joe Biden could be admitted to state pen. Bam! Well played, Terry. Very nice. Well played. Thank you. <laughs> All right.
Uh, good one. Look, look, I never said we are, we prohibit dad jokes here. I never said that. That's a very good one. By the way, here's a headline. Hunter, Hunter Biden is a Nepo baby scumbag who doesn't deserve to be a guest in our White House, says Megan McCain. She's calling somebody a Nepo baby. And then some other things also. Megan McCain. She wrote a piece at the Daily Mail. She said, because remember, Hunter Biden attended that state dinner. Right after the, he cut the plea deal, and then they're, like, walking him around and all this. Now, maybe it's because, you know, you can't trust him around the White House. You got this big state dinner, this big gala, and you don't need Hunter, you know, sneaking off, you know, doing bumps of the booger sugar. Like, maybe you want him close. So you just, like, all right, get in a tux. You're going to walk with me the whole time. I'm not letting you out of my sight. Maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. But I think you got some Secret Service like maybe you could put a put a secret service agent on Hunter. Have him tail Hunter the whole time and stop him from It's kind of like if I had a personal chef I would eat better. You know like that whole thing like people you 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 dream up like oh if I had a fitness if I had my own personal trainer, you know, that would like show up and they would train me every day or I had my own chef or cook and they would fix me the best food that's healthiest and like that. I if I could have my own Secret Service agent that would, like, smack the cocaine out of my hand anytime I tried to put it near my nose. Stuff like that. Hunter Biden, this is what Meghan McCain wrote. Hunter Biden could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and still get invited back into the presidential fold. America's disgraced first son was once again thrust into the center of White House festivities, dressed in a flashy tuxedo and hobnobbing with the most powerful people in the world at a state dinner in honor of India's prime minister. In attendance were celebrities, powerful politicians, global leaders, and Attorney General Merrick Garland, who leads the Justice Department that just handed Hunter no more than a pathetic slap on the wrist for tax and gun crimes. He appears to have concealed millions of dollars in income through tax dodging, he proudly brandished a gun on camera as he snorted and smoked all manner of drugs alongside a coterie of prostitutes, whose lover, his dead brother Bo's widow, dumped his weapon in a grocery store trash can across the street from a school in 2018, only for the Secret Service to swoop in and seemingly launch a cover-up. She talks about um, how he refuses... Uh, to acknowledge his own daughter, Navy Roberts, refuses, uh, even the president and the first lady refused to acknowledge the four-year-old child. He was uh, allegedly tossed out of an L.A.-based sex club for getting a little too handsy, which is weird, because it's like a sex club. I would think it's, I don't know. I thought that would be like part of the thing, right? But maybe not. I don't know. Meghan McCain says, you'll forgive me for saying it how it is. We are dealing with an elitist scumbag, the ultimate product of nepotism, who blames everyone else for his problems and goes running to daddy every time he ends up in trouble. Did I mention this is Meghan McCain? This is... Yeah. Joe has long... Remember, Meghan McCain, when her dad died, John McCain died, do you remember? She was was one of the hosts on The View, and Joe Biden came onto The View 
and he's and he was he did the empathy empathizer in chief and cried uh, she cried on his shoulder like weeping and he's comforting her for her to say this she is hacked off Joe has long claimed that he was not aware of Hunter's overseas dealings. He has said that he was oblivious to the fact that Hunter was raking in millions from a shady Ukrainian energy firm called Burisma. But now the Biden administration appears to be hedging on that. As we have said many times before, the president was not in business with his son, the White House said. You notice the shift, right? The language shift there? They're now they're not claiming now that Biden was unaware of Hunter's behavior. Now they're saying that, oh, well, we weren't in business together. At what point should any of this give the American media pause? And look, Meghan McCain wrote this piece. The last week of June. And maybe this is what has prompted some of the stories that I went over earlier. From the New York Times, from uh, Maureen Dowd at the Times, the column about, that's your granddaughter, why don't you acknowledge her? And this, this shattering of the carefully crafted image of Joe Biden as the uh, folksy uncle that just loves ice cream and hanging out with the grandkids, and he's the, he's the empathizer-in-chief, Right. Keep in mind also, Hunter Biden is still trading on his family name. He's selling artwork to anonymous buyers for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And we all know the only reason that he can command those prices is because his dad is president. It's also, this is a, 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 an age-old money laundering uh, method, the selling of artwork. Because right? how do you put a price on art, you know? Oh, no, no, it was all done anonymously. Mm-hmm. So when I buy one of Hunter Biden's paintings for a million dollars, what stops me from contacting Hunter Biden and saying, uh, I'm the one who spent uh, $1.2377 million for your piece? Like, I can, I can bid on a precise number and then go back to him and tell him what that number was, and I paid that. And I have the piece. Here it is in my house. Send him a selfie with the painting and now you know who gave you the money and this idea that oh it's anonymous so there's no way that you're buying influence that's horse hockey here is a tweet it's a pete tweet from my good friend ray cooper not really ray cooper that's just his twitter account name uh the reason hunter is suddenly so visible after his plea deal is simple marketing they have to get out there and show he's still got the influence and access to his dad to show the product he sells is still viable. Yeah. Look, look, everybody. Nothing has changed. We still got the juice. Line forms down the middle here. All right. So hotair.com's founder, Ed Morrissey, he's writing, uh, this was uh, about two day, uh, three days ago, um, about Gal Luft, or Luft, of the, I think that's of the 99 something or others. Anyway. Gal Luft is the missing witness in the House probe of corruption related to the Biden family. And he popped up, and I watched his video, it popped up over the weekend um, to give his side of the story, to get his argument out to the public. Ed Morrissey says the former Israeli army officer claims that his legal problems in Cyprus 
was part of an intentional plot to stop him from testifying before House Oversight as the Biden uh, as to the Biden's connections to China, especially CEFC, which is an alleged front for Beijing's intelligence services. Here's how the New York Post reported it. And they I believe they were they were the ones that got the video. They were the exclusive uh, news organization, I think, that put it up first. The missing witness from the Biden corruption investigation, Israeli professor Dr. Gal Luft, has laid out his bribery allegations against the president's family in a video filmed in an undisclosed location while he's on the run. In the 14-minute recording obtained exclusively by the Post, the fugitive former Israeli officer claims that he was arrested in Cyprus to stop him from testifying to the House Oversight Committee that the Biden family received payments from individuals with ties to Chinese military intelligence and that they had an FBI mole who shared classified information with their benefactors from the China-controlled energy company called CEFC. The self-proclaimed fall guy, Gal Luft, Dr. Luft, I presume, um, says that he provided the incriminating, uh, incriminating evidence to six officials from the FBI and the DOJ during a secret meeting that he had with them in Brussels in March of 2019. He gave DOJ evidence of bribery corruption in March 2019. This is right around the same time as the right as the as as Joe and Hunter were working to get the granddaughter Maisie into college. Luft questions the timing of his indictment, which kicked off his arrest and the fight over extradition, which he eventually fled. He says, why did the DOJ choose to unseal the indictment on November 1st, the very same week of the midterm elections? Could this have anything to do with the fear that once Republicans gain control over Congress and begin to investigate, the DOJ could cover uh, the DOJ cover up would be on full display? Yeah, I'd say that's a that's a plausible theory. Look, I don't know. I'm 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 trying to keep an open mind and you know be skeptical of all of the claims. I mean, the guy is a former Israeli army officer, although everybody gets conscripted, and he's a professor. But I mean, like those are those are cover jobs, right? So he could be intel, you know, some spy guy from Israel. I don't know. But he claimed to have this evidence, and so he brings it. So. He, he brings it to the DOJ. He has the meeting in Brussels, and then they then they indict him on a gun running charge. And he's like, that's ridiculous. But is it? I don't know. Israeli military, right? He's a professor, which is a convenient front for a lot of spies and such, international intrigue and the like. What was the other professor, right? Well, the, the other professor that disappeared, it was at the heart of the uh the steel dossier. Hoax. What was happening at the DOJ at this time? What was happening more recently? When they unsealed the indictment uh, right before the 2022 election last year. 
right before about a, yeah, not even a month, about four, about three or four weeks before they unsealed the indictment against this guy, so they could go after him. Right before the election, David Weiss, U.S. Attorney from Delaware, he met with Gary Shapley and other IRS investigators October seventh, and he told them that he would not indict Hunter Biden on any felony charges because other U.S. attorneys refused to cooperate with any such indictment. That's three or four weeks before they indict Dr. Luft. Or Luft. Is it really a coincidence that the same DOJ unsealed an indictment against Luft less than four weeks after refusing to proceed in felony prosecution of Hunter? Maybe. Maybe, if you're inclined to believe in coincidences, sure. It does seem rather strange that the DOJ was so eager to bury potential corruption issues with the Bidens, but chased after Luft over a FARA violation, foreign agency or foreign agent registry, whatever, when he was cooperating with them on the probe of the Biden family contacts with CEFC. Right? He's he's helping them. He's giving them information and then they go after him on the Pharaoh. It could just be coincidence. It could. <laughs>